The and Davis Show right now, we are joined by senior writer from We Are Regal Radio, the one, the only Josh Hicks. And he has a fire take that's about to get flammed. Flammed-based it. <laughs> uh, he put out an article a couple days ago, the Bulls, BJ Armstrong, Armstrong fits trending mode of young, connected, first-time GM. So, Josh, please explain what this article is about and your feelings on BJ being the next GM of the Chicago Bulls, his former team. Um, it's always a pleasure to be back on the show with you guys, man. Um, as far as the article itself, uh, I remember a while back, um, Kyle and Scoop and I were actually talking about this idea of if the Bulls were wanting to revamp the front office, who would be the guy that would take the main lead? And one of the guys that came up was B.J. Armstrong. Um, B.J. has a great connection to the, to the franchise, as we, both, as we all know, um, participating in the, in the first three-peat of the dynasty with Jordan. And not to mention that in today's current time, he's a really good agent. He has a lot of client, has a nice uh, clientele that includes even Chicago superstars by, by Derrick Rose. And so he has a connection of players. He keeps up with the game. And on top of all that, I just thought the biggest piece was the fact that he's also has a little bit of a background as far as a front office capacity. Um, we know that previously um, being reported that he was supposed to really be the president of operations or was in line to be that guy before John Paxson came around. So with him having that already somewhat of a front office experience or front office knowledge to go along with the fact that he's current, he's still up to date with current athletes. Um, he has the connections to current, the big time athletes, which is what Chicago really needs and oftentimes really should deserve. Um, and the fact that he has a connection to the, to the, to the franchise as a whole. Um, I, I thought, I believe that would be a win-win for everybody, especially with the fact that now that John Paxson is gone, for the most part, um, gone as of right now, and then you got Gar Foreman uh, recently being relieved. So if, since they're not going to give him the um, – since the personnel decision of VP has been uh, basically handled, the GM being around might at least take a look. I think you should, you should at least get a look. I know they probably won't go that type of route, but at least he deserves a look or a call then regarding that position. All right. Uh, <laughs> L to the no. And I'll tell you why. Great article, though. Uh, yeah, really good article. Get, everybody go to Real Regal Radio, read all the articles there, and check out all the works from all the supreme talent that's there. Uh, and I know you're, you're being thought-provoking. Also, from what you just mentioned, V.J. Armstrong was the understudy of former Bulls general manager Jerry Cross. That's why Jerry Cross was allegedly at that time raising him up to be his successor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when they made the transition to Paxton, they moved BJ out too. Paxton and BJ were rivals. BJ took Paxton's starting job. I was actually rooting for Pax back then. Let you know, take you can take my black card. I was rooting <laughs> for Pax, right? But that still let you know that how why I'm so mad at Pax because he's just he's let beloved, me down. Man. He's beloved. Yeah, I, I was rooting for Pax uh, back then. I remember this. I was thinking about this the other day. I remember this game. Uh, it was in Denver, I believe, and it was when Jordan had retired. It may have been the first year he retired. And Mahmoud Abdul-Rayouf lit BJ and Steve Kerr's asses up. And I remember thinking, like, damn, we need a point guard. And, again, it's Mahmoud. But, man, he was kick, he yeah. kicked their teeth in. It was like, what in the world's going on out there, right? They, like, falling all over the place. He hitting daily jumpers. But to get back to what you were talking about. All right, so these are the only problems. These are the problems that I have with it. Uh, it's been 17 years since BJ was – working in front office capacity. Also, it would seem that when he made the decision 
to go to be an agent. He, I mean, because BJ could have probably went to some other teams and started making a name for himself working in the front office. It seems like he, he himself didn't want to continue going down that road. Um, here in Chicago, one of the things that we suffer from is having an affinity for somebody and thinking that affinity means that they should get this job when they haven't necessarily taken the steps up to getting that job. But as you said, BJ has still been a front office person. We know the Knicks uh, with Leon Rose uh, brought in the agent. We, when you look over there with the Lakers, um, they have um, Rapalinka, Kobe's former agent. Andre Iguodala's former agent, former member of the Fat Five, not a Fat Five person, but he was on the team in Michigan. Uh, we've seen it happen. Um, but one, I won't want to do nothing the Knicks are doing. Let me lead off with that. But I think right now that it's been a breath, a breath of fresh air not to say you have to have had a connection for the Bulls to get this job because that's always been a problem. And that even goes as far as if former Bull, even though I don't think we really look at him like that, former Bull, uh, Kenwood product and Nasir Muhammad, uh, if necessarily he ends up getting that job, at least we know that he's been under Sam Presti these years in Oklahoma City, learning under one of the better guys when it comes to this business. Or even when we've talked about prior to you uh, coming onto the show, uh, Michael Finley perhaps being a guy here. And again, I've talked about the mad at Jerry Cross for not drafting him, Jerry's edict of not drafting local players. But at least Michael Finley has been in one of the most progressive front offices in the NBA. So uh, right now, I don't want any variables that, that you can't really determine how things are going to go when it seems like right now the Bulls are going with best bet, and I say continue going with best bet. I would like to be a person of color, but even if you found someone that it wasn't a person of color, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make me as mad as it could have. I don't like the processes the Bulls went through by not interviewing anybody of color, even though they asked and that person felt like it was going to be a token interview. So I would, I, I would like that. I'm black. I would like to see a, a black person in a black league having that position, but they don't necessarily have to be a former bull in particular if that former bull hasn't been taking the necessary steps in the last decade to get that job. And that's why I'm not with BJ getting that job. I would say, Josh, uh, I just think I, at least, I don't, and I don't want to turn into like a bash of Josh article kind of a thing. It's, it's definitely not that. Uh, I would say that it's probably time, at least for right now, they have gone outside. It's the first time the Chicago Bulls ever done that. So it would be kind of interesting. Although, as you said in your article, Nazir Muhammad did interview for the for the position. He is a former Chicago Bull. Um, but it would be kind of interesting to me if they would actually go out and – Go for go go back into the family per se and hire somebody for a position when you just hire somebody from the outside who's probably going to bring in a lot of people from the outside and kind of flip it over. But let me ask you this: What part of I know you I know you mentioned that BJ you know saying he has the, the ties in to the to the players because he's an agent. But from your opinion, why do you think at least for him and not somebody like a Chris Paul? I mean, Chris Paul, I'm sorry, um, uh, Rich Paul would be a better fit because this guy has some of the bigger names in the league. Why Why BJ? Is it just because he, he is from Chicago? Well, now he's from Chicago, but he plays for Chicago Bulls. He understands, he understands the inside of the organization. But why someone like uh, BJ instead of like a Rich Paul? I think because of the fact that in this, in this industry, agents know agents and, and players know players. Mm-hmm. And it's a matter of con- it's, and obviously uh, when it comes to agents and players, uh, it depends on relationships and connections. But at the same time, if you are a respected agent like B.J. Armstrong is, nine times out of ten, you're going to know a top tier player 
especially when you have a client like Derrick Rose, who is widely received and widely uh, approved within the league. Um, I'm pretty sure he's connected to some people, to some people in some way, maybe not from an actual business perspective, but he has a pretty, but I'm positive. He has some type of top tier relationships with top tier talents, especially they are Chicago related since he, I mean, he is Derrick Rose's agent. Derrick Rose from Chicago played with the Bulls for a long time. And there's a lot of, and I'm pretty sure from just from being in Chicago and, and, you know, being, being a leader of Chicago business per se, you're going to meet a lot of Chicago talent and you're going to also meet a lot of other talent that are attracted to that have thought of Chicago when it comes to the actual business of the city. So I think even though he may not have the type of clientele that Rich Paul would have and Rich Paul being the top, basically the top agent within this league, um, I'm pretty sure he has some other form of relationship or connection that maybe even be connected to some of his clientele which in this point is a huge step for the Bulls considering that we haven't been able to get a superstar pretty much in free agency in a very, very long time. All right. Dean Davis show. We're going to have what's right now, right now, senior writer for we are Josh Hicks. Make sure y'all follow Josh on Twitter at jhicks 42 I get, I still got, I still got it. All right. Make sure you go to we are and for uh, check out all the articles. So Josh, let's say if BJ doesn't get the job, who is real quick wait before you do that oh go ahead go ahead all right so so the only thing with that as far as him being a former agent is still will those players decide that they trust the bulls it's one thing to say Mm -hmm. i'm cool with bj but you don't know if the culture here has necessarily changed so that kind of still kind of would have me like you know I'm, i'm i'm not sure and also regardless of if your friends at some place and it's like yeah my friends there that would be nice but man, people still like playing on the coast. People still don't like playing uh, in, in in cold cities. So I just don't, I don't know if BJ being a former agent could do it. it, you know. And then so on the the flip side of what you said, Josh, is this: so now are we going to put all of the scouting and drafting part of the job on AK? Because if BJ's chief role is to be a talent, a pro personnel talent evaluator then, I mean, how much stuff has he done with the draft and scouting and things of that nature? So that's still when it's coming. It's, it's, it's a multifaceted job. And for him to be have one key aspect that may benefit him, I would want him to have the other two or three. That's kind of the thing that still is my, in my thinking of why I'm not, I'm not the, the BJ guy on this one. I was upset when BJ was let go the way in the manner he was let go. Um, also, I don't think Pax may be out of there, but he's still senior advisor. I don't know if they would put them together. I know he Pac's not going to be around, but I think if the Reinsdorf's love packs the way that they ha- they clearly do, I don't think they're going to bring BJ in. Go ahead, D. No, Josh, I was going to ask you, let's say if, if BJ doesn't get the job and there's been a few names out there floating around right now, who, do you, who would you like to see the Bulls hire as the general manager? I like the option of the guy from Denver. Um, Calvin Booth? Yeah, Calvin, yeah. Uh, I think since he already has a working relationship with um, AK, um, that would be beneficial and with with that type of move. But me personally, I really like the Michael Finley idea. That's a weak, but I think I think all three of us. Did you go along with Mike Finley, D? Yeah, yeah, that's a good, yeah. that's a good choice. We yeah. just said that in our show. We kind of like Mike Finley. Yeah, I like Michael Finley, especially since he has that Chicago in him, Proviso East graduate mm-hmm. um, from the West Side. Like that's I think. 
even though we want to hide from the outside, if you have someone that has some form of a connection to a city, especially the big time franchise in a big city like Chicago, I think that actually speaks volume, especially when it comes to the free agent pool when a big free agent is potentially out there and the Bulls haven't been able to get one all these years. Mm-hmm. If Chicago is a big franchise that needs superstars. That's just, that, that's just how it boils down at the end of the day. If you can't recruit top-tier talent, you're not going to be able to go very far in this league. And you need someone that can hold, like a, hold a relationship, that has relations to those type of talents, mm-hmm. but at the same time, has a good, has a good uh, rapport with the city and has a good rapport with the, within the NBA. Michael Finley is a great guy for that. He's worked with under Mark Cuban. That's one, like you mentioned, Ken, one of the most respective uh, progressive front offices in the, in the NBA. And you see where his involvement helped take Dallas this year. They're, they're a playoff team this year. Oh, no doubt. So, so because of that, I mean, you could see his, how his role could have made an in- impact within that front office. And the fact that he's a home, he's a home kid. And, bringing that type of thing to Chicago where he could bring that outside perspective. He's still an outsider, but at the same time, he still has, he has a huge connection to the city. It's, I think that would be the most ideal type of situation in this specific case when it comes to the, that type of position. Yeah, well, I agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with Finley. Uh, the connection to Chicago is important, but to a certain degree to me, it's not. If you can produce winning we don't really care. Like, I mean, Jerry Krause didn't come from Chicago. I mean, like, and again, it was problems with his relationships, but like, I, I'm more interested. I'm biased. And I said this on the show, I'm biased towards Michael Finley because of Jerry Krause not drafting him and him being from here. I have a biasness towards him, but I still think he can do the job. It's a plus that he's from Chicago. But if Mike Finley was just a player, a former NBA player that I liked and he wasn't from here, but I thought he can do the job. I'm cool with him doing the job. You don't have to be from here, but like what you're saying, it doesn't hurt that you are from here. You know what, Josh? I would say the reason why I like Mike Finley is the simple fact that the organization he's coming from, you brought that up, him uh, working for uh, Mark Cuban and being one of the most progressive teams and smartest teams, one of the smartest teams in the league. And Don right Nelson's son, too. Don Nelson's son, too. But it's but it would be good to also kind of bring that culture, hopefully, over to the Chicago Bulls. Because I think a lot of people, at least a lot of Bulls fans, uh, Josh, and see if you agree with me on this one, still feel like the team is still kind of stuck in the past a little bit. You do have AK. He's going to be able to bring in some uh, – he's a new face. But also, at the same time, you look at the Dallas Mavericks, man, the way Mark Cuban has treated his players forever down there. They had they won a championship. Yes, it hits the lows, but as you just mentioned, they're coming back up right now. But at least being able to bring some of that culture – because you need that from a front office, from the front office standpoint, and for the players to bring that culture over there, maybe that would kind of be an enlightenment or open some open uh, rhymes of eyes uh, to a few other things as well. No, I agree with that, and I think that's why this hiring of AK is so big for us because of the fact that he understands that as well. Um, looking looking at where he came from, they may not have won championships, but he literally helped turn a team from Denver that was a nobody to a top two or three team in the Western Conference. Yeah. And for the most part, did it through the draft. So to be able to have those uh, capabilities that he has and bring in a whole different culture that's a currently winning type of culture to Chicago, that's a huge, that, that's a huge deal for us because that's something we never had. All the, we haven't had in a very long time here. And bringing an extra demographic from Dallas on two. With Michael Finley, if he were if he were to go that route and be able to uh, really achieve it, that would be just as ideal. You can see that AK is really cool, is is very open to that. He's bringing people that he knew from different demographics and different teams that, for the most part, have equated themselves from being at the bottom to rising to the top or slowly on the or making a progression to the top. 
um, one the guys from uh, I forgot their names, but uh, one of them being from the Pelicans um, to help with the cap space. Uh, JJ Pope. JJ, JJ, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Uh, that's huge too because he helped work with David Griffin to, from a salary cap perspective to get the talent that they got now, mm-hmm. and they were fighting for an eight seed in the in the playoffs. So a lot of team, but the way that AK is really making these moves shows signs of life. And I like the way that – and it gives us a hope and a life that we haven't had in a very long time. So I applaud the moves that he's been making. Um, and obviously, like I said, BJ, I think, would be a good, a good fit. But if you can get anybody that has the good talent and a, that has a good sense of what he's doing within the office and to work, have a good compatible relationship with and bring that type of winning culture to Chicago, I'm all for it. And also, real quick, and most people know when we keep saying AK, we're talking about Bulls Vice President of Basketball Personnel, Arturis Karnasovis, or Karniasovis, however you want to pronounce it. We're going to go over that at least for another few months before he tells yeah. us the proper pronunciation for his name. Uh, just like Thibodeau, when we got, when he used to be Thibs and he got here, he wanted to be, it was like, hold on, man, that's not what it was, Thibodeau. Now you want to be Thibodeau slowly. <laughs> so we'll find it. But just so everyone knows who necessarily we're talking about, Josh, yeah. what, what's the other articles you got coming out on the site? What should we be looking forward to? Um, let's just say that right now, there's some things that are in the works and I'm trying to set up. Hopefully, you'll be able to get something from me regarding the last dance with, the, with that documentary starting to come out on Sunday. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, um, be on the lookout for something from me regarding that. And Josh, you're you're younger, so this is going to be kind of the first time. Obviously, I mean, you're here in Chicago, we got family right like that, and grew up a Bulls fan. But this is going to be like your first time really being able to to see this '98 team, right? Yeah, for the most part. Um, I've d- obviously as a young guy growing up, I've done my fair share of watching the finals and watching the individual games and things of that sort. So I have a sense of what it means to see Jordan's reign throughout the Jordan era and the different uh, players he's affiliated with. But to be able to see this, I'm excited for this last damn documentary to go so far, so much in depth of what really goes on within this last year of this, of this championship run. Um, I'm excited to see uh, what really took place from, uh, from all the different angles that they're really coming with. So I really, I'm really excited to see that. All right. Nice. D. All right. Well, Josh, hey, man, thanks so much for hopping on with us. We really appreciate it. Um, everybody, like we said before, we are RingRadio.com, senior writer right here. Make sure you read all his articles there. Also, make sure you follow him on Twitter at jhicks042. Please support We Are Regal Radio. That's right. Uh, definitely. There's a lot of talent over there. Shout out to Kyle and Sid, the name just a few, and Ryan, who was our executive producer, but also you can find some of his writings on the site. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely keep supporting it. Uh, brothers are trying to make moves and do things in a positive manner and even give you thought-provoking articles as Josh just did. So make sure you go there and check out his article on BJ and the other articles on the site. And Josh, we always appreciate it. Please, everybody, don't do anything crazy before you hear from us again. All right. Thanks, Josh. And keep your hands to yourself.